0: Hi Chris in this podcast. Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Wendy Bolsby and Melissa Kirscher.
1: Moment of silence and end scene Welcome listeners to another episode of Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome I am one of your co-hosts, Wendy Joined as always by my lovely, my talented Melissa We are joined tonight with our special guest Joined tonight with our, what the fuck We are joined tonight by our, I know how to use prepositions Special guest, Kate Hey. Hi! Also, you might hear me refer to her as Coli because Kate is one of my derby colleagues, so I actually know her better as she Coli.
0: That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, I am outnumbered by roller girls on this podcast, so... Uh, um, it could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very true. I presume um, there will be
1: drunkening. There will yeah there will be drunkening roller girls have a habit of doing that mm-hmm. it's true um, well so, you well you have
0: to take in calories to fuel your your derby needs so um, most it, roller
1: girls drink beer I drink cider but tonight, tonight tonight oh no tonight we are drinking a lovely oak cask Malbec it is from Argentina it is as we all know one of my favorite words Argentinian <laughs> It is the Gaucho Club. How great is that? Mhm. I believe we've had the Gaucho Club Malbec on before. Okay. And um it's super, I do like it. I like it. I do like it. Um I'm going to tell you I will look up the name. We'll put it in the show notes. There is a shitty ass Malbec out there you people need to avoid. My husband and I bought it and it's to call it watery is to insult clear liquids yeah
0: let's let's not let's let's let that one languish in obscurity
1: no no i I, I want to let you know so you avoid it because you might be like me you might be like me and be like six dollars that's a deal how do you go wrong with a malbec this is how you go wrong with a yeah yeah
0: yeah no gaucho club though gaucho club is good
1: gaucho club Mm -hmm. is good we recommend this Mm -hmm. this is pretty (laughs) solid i don't know anything about wine N- neither do we, really. <laughs> Mostly, sh- does, do we like the way it tastes? I do like the way it tastes. <clears throat> All right, listeners, tonight our topic is specifically teen <laughs> movies, but of a certain generation. Teen, teen yeah. comedies of a teen certain generation. Teen comedies of the late 90s. Yeah, I think yeah. That's, that's yeah. Okay, Basically, these are <laughs> movies that Kate watched when she was, what, in high school and college? Uh,
2: yeah, I think most of them... Maybe it came out when I was in middle school in high school. <laughs> Cause I'm 12. <laughs> uh, but I spent a lot of time watching
1: them in college. There we go. So this is teen comedies of a certain generation. Now, I'm going to insert a comment here. Um, as I was re-watching one of the movies, and then I started to like look at that movie and and like, wait a minute, they're really not making high school teen comedies anymore.
0: No, they're really not. No. And,
1: I mean, the the last one I can think of really off the top of my head is American Pie. <laughs> well, Juno. Juno, yeah. But that really actually ended up being kind of it's kind of a cut above, like straight like straight into like legit theater, legit movie. Um because some of these on the list, let's be honest, kind of just exist in the team. Well, comedy
2: well, genre. I think all of these really, frankly, <laughs> exist in. in... Um, it, 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 well, a well. couple of them,
1: I have some arguments about other other categories they would fall into. That's but,
2: fair. <laughs> but,
1: which one would you like to start with?
2: Well, let's start with she's all that since you also just watched <laughs> that.
1: <laughs> it's, true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's on Netflix right now, listeners, so you can. Uh, Enjoy whenever you want. Mm-hmm. I, unless you're me, I have not seen it.
0: Dear listeners, this is going to be the episode where Melissa actually sits and goes, I, I haven't seen that.
1: <laughs> it doesn't happen often, but we found the category, apparently. <laughs> yeah, apparently. That's most of my whole life, so. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. All right, so She's All That is, uh, I don't know what year. I'm going to look it up real quick. 99? Did you know that yeah. off the top of your head? <laughs> Thereabouts. I also
2: just watched this again as a refresher as part of my, uh, I think it was Sunday, no, Saturday night teen movie marathon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was enjoying the fruits of that marathon via text and Facebook. 1999 is correct. That's right. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Starring yes. Freddie Prinze Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook. Also and Paul Paul Walker. Oh, don't. Oh. Yeah, Paul Walker in a, a smaller supporting role. And he's actually like super charming. And mm-hmm. you're kind of going, Oh, you died. Oh, that makes me sad. Matthew Lillard also. Yeah. Oh, man. Anna Paquin. Uh, yep. Anna Paquin in a small role. Kevin Pollock in a small role. Kieran Culkin, very odd. <laughs> um, also, Usher. Asher <laughs> is in there Lil kim mm-hmm. is in there and one of my favorites gabrielle am i reading this union. right union yeah. yep she's from uh bring it on yes love her she's great in this also dule hill yeah if you're a west Wing fan <laughs> charlie he is also actually great in this movie <laughs> now freddie prince jr is most famous for marrying and divorcing buffy <laughs> I'm sorry. And having really great eyebrows He does have really good eyebrows um, He was in Scooby-Doo I Know What You Did Last Summer All of those And that's about it <laughs> And then his career just kind of stopped He had
2: some other sort of Straight to TV mm-hmm. Teen slash early college Oriented movies that I have Probably also seen
0: I seem to remember him being entertaining on like The talk show Um talk show circuit i i remember him going on i think space goes coast to coast once and doing a duet with brack i
1: <laughs> i think okay. that happened that's maybe, kind of awesome i would do a duet with brack i would totally do a duet <laughs> with brack i love <laughs> you baby that love the way that, that you walk that that may have been a fever dream i am not sure Okay, what I kind of like but, about She's All That is mm-hmm. it stars Freddie Prince and Rachel Lee Cook, both of whom had a brief shining moment where they were considered up-and-comers and then they both flamed out very quickly. <laughs> so this film is anchored by two people who really don't have it. <laughs> Such is the life of a teen comedy star. It's, it's true. true.
2: That's
0: absolutely true. And I mean, that that has been true since time immemorial, really. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, so the basic plot it's it's your basic pygmalion plot right so freddie prince junior is the coolest guy in school his super cool girlfriend breaks up with him because she's shallow and awful and he's like well you know what um i don't need her and then his okay cuz he's a jock but he's not a football jock he's a soccer player what <laughs> In high school, I was like, yeah, good job, bud. Two thumbs up. All right. So that's a little... I felt better about myself. What different... Because he's all like, I'm I'm a soccer star. And I'm like, nobody in high school says that. Actually,
2: all of the cool kids in that film are soccer stars. It's true. So presumably
0: this is set in Canada. (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs> or someplace that is not the United States. Uh, Southern, because California. Southern California. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. There, I feel like because a lot of teen comedies are just set in Southern California so they can do whatever they want. Because pretty much anywhere else in the world, soccer is cool. Right. Just not in the U.S. Not in the right. U.S., no.
2: Hmm. Although, um, actually, my senior... No, not my senior year. I think maybe like my sophomore year of high school, our... Homecoming King was on the soccer team. Awesome. Well,
1: yeah.
2: Well, well. So, that was this, which was, I think,
1: maybe in 1999. Ah! <laughs> it was like a thing <laughs> that was starting to happen. Mm-hmm. So. so he, it's about, it's almost the end of the year. It's like six weeks to, the, to prom. And he's going to be prom queen, king, <laughs> queen. He's going to be prom king. Everybody knows it. And his ex, awful ex-girlfriend is like, well, I'm totally going to be prom queen. He's like, I could turn anybody into prom queen, and they would be better than you. So hmm. his buddy, Paul Walker, okay, makes a bet with him. Okay, I'll pick the girl. You have to make her prom queen. But they never tell you what the terms of the bet are until the very end, because they're very coy about that. And so Paul Walker is, like, walking around, and he finally picks her... And Freddie Prince is all like, "Oh my God, not that! Anything but that! Give me! I could take fat. I could take ugly. I could take anything, but just not you know unapproachable laney Boggs." And it's Rachel Lee Cook, <laughs> in glasses, <laughs> in glasses, because that's why of she's course. yeah she's mm. but she's very prickly, you see, and weird. So she's an art student. She's oh. quote arty, mm-hmm. and so Freddie Prince starts. Being friendly with her, but he doesn't tell her what's really going on. And then she finds out she's all mad and hurt. But then she's already been nominated for prom queen. And blah, 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 blah. And Freddie Prince is slowly like learning that maybe he should be nicer to people, but he kind of was already nice anyway. I'm not sure what his growth there is. Anyway, he he's putting off choosing his college. And his dad's mad at him, and then Lin- and he's a- and so Laney's all like, "You need to choose." And well, then he's, he's he's like the ideal
2: high school guy, yeah. Right? He has the f- fourth highest GPA in the
1: school, or something and he's like a that. and he's prom king, and he's a right. soccer star, and everybody and he's council student council president. So he's got everything going on, and kind of rightly so. He's terrified to make a choice for college because it's all downhill from here, mm-hmm. maybe. So Lainey's all like, you need to live up, you need to make a choice and just accept the rest of your life. And he's like, yeah, well, what about you? You push people away, blah, blah, blah. And so they help each other and then they kind of like each other, but they don't go to prom together. But then he waits for after prom and then they kiss. The end. That's the plot. Ta-da! Yeah. Now, let's talk about the movie, which is, she is not unattractive! <laughs> well, I think I think pretty much every uh.
0: teen teen movie with that plot of the, the ugly duckling plot is like that. You know, you have an attractive woman in glasses, and then she takes off her glasses by the end of the movie, and then ta-da!
2: Right, she takes off her glasses, yeah. she gets a haircut,
1: and... Puts on a skimpy dress. Yeah. Magic. Look, magic. Yeah. Which kind of goes to show that anybody puts on makeup, puts on a skinny dress. They're probably going to look good. Mm-hmm. Anybody.
2: Well, it helps that she's also very thin herself. And yeah. she's got great skin. Yes, she has great skin. The, the loser <laughs> kids in high school never had great skin. No.
1: I or mean, great in, teeth. Honestly. You know? No. Good yeah. point. High yeah. school, point. people looked horrible. <laughs> I, kept I, my my to, I kept breaking out on sh- my forehead I kept breaking out on my forehead Oh my god I had a mullet too The 80s were not kind I had a face like a bowling ball It was like <laughs> as wide
2: as it is long It was very round and, <laughs> and I got carded For curfew at the mall Up until three years ago <laughs> Not Not good. Not wow <laughs> How old are you? Uh, curfew age is 16, by the way. And how old I are you? I turn 30 in a couple weeks. Yay! <laughs> I mean, I'm still
1: 12, really, but... Well, yeah, but... I-, I
0: didn't realize I should have carded you when you walked in
1: the door. Now I can I po- buy a beer, Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. You know, things are looking up. Moving up in the world. <laughs> also, the other thing is in this movie, uh, Freddie Prinze and... Uh, Rachel Lee Cook. Both of them have the makeup caked on so thick that their faces look utterly smooth. I mean, this is not just youth. They are uniform. There are no pores.
0: So we're talking some major Photoshop airbrushing in real life. That yeah. Sort of
1: yes. thing. I'm yeah. Like somebody airbrushed the makeup on. They, like they look the- like... A gray, like a, the
0: alien that comes down to abduct people and anally do things. Probe. Yeah, probe. Do things. Ah. But so like that, like that sort of smooth, like... Like the, not the, real. Yeah. Like there's no nose anymore. Also,
1: her eyebrows are sculpted. Seriously. <laughs> like. Well, so are his. I mean, yeah, seriously. Mm. Also, Freddie Prince has two facial expressions. He smiles or he looks concerned. 80% of the time... His eyebrows are up in the middle, and he's concerned, or con- which is also his confused face, mm. which is also his worried face, which is also his I'm-in-love-but-I-don't-know-how-to-say-it face, uh. which...
2: <laughs> well, in 1999, Freddie Prince Jr. did not have to have any other
1: facial <laughs> <laughs> She was already plastered on the bedroom doors of teen girls everywhere. So, really. I mean, and he's kind of adorable. Also, Sarah Michelle Gellar has a very brief cameo. She just sitting, really? she's sitting at a cafeteria table in one scene, and they just kind of walk by her. Huh. Like, I don't know if I noticed that. Yeah, I'm like, oh look, it's Sarah Michelle. There she. Oh, she's gone. Buffy, go go slay something. <laughs> Which one's next? Um, how about Clueless? Okay, okay, that was part two of my
0: marathon. Have set. we
1: have we talked about Clueless in terms of? I don't think we've talked about Clueless adaptations, because no, all we right, haven't. listeners, no, we haven't. Clueless is an adaptation of Emma. It's an it's a Jane Austen. It's Emma.
2: I did not know this.
1: Yeah, if you so, if you ever want to do a fun double feature, watch uh, Emma. There are various. There are various version movie versions. There is a uh, more accessible one with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow mm-hmm. playing the leading character. Mm-hmm. I might have actually seen that. And that sounds vaguely familiar. Do that movie with a double feature with Clueless because Clueless is the exact same plot the it the exact same plot except with a lot more teenage slang which is so dated now it's adorable it is. <laughs> and it stars uh Brittany Murphy oh yeah she's dead now Sp- yeah speaking oh. of people in teen movies wow who on who died but uh, she's she's sort of uh the second she's the supporting role yes. too Alicia Alicia Silverstone. Silverstone. Uh, I have actually seen Clueless. The last time I saw Uh Clueless,
0: though, it was like the late 90s. I was still working at the Renaissance Festival, and one of my high school friends turned up at my wine booth. Imagine that. I served wine. And um, (laughs) he he turned up at my wine booth, and I hadn't seen him since high school. And... um, as i suspected in high school it turns out he's gay as a tree full of parakeets and uh he went oh my god we're having a party at my house tonight and they went okay <laughs> so i went went to went to his place and it was a gay boy party it was like oh yay. it was like all gay boys and me and there was glitter and there was goldschlager and Ooh. there was clueless <laughs> So that is how I watched Clueless, and it was all of the young gay men going all a flutter over Clueless. Well, and apparently it's a,
1: it it was a thing in the gay community. It's
0: super at that time. cute. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Also,
1: there is a gay character in it. Yeah, that that could be one. It also stars a very young Paul Rudd. Oh, uh, oh my God, that's right. Uh, Ant he Man! The cutest in that movie. Ant Man! Ant Man! And of course, other movies, but I'm super excited, obviously, for the Marvel films. Okay, so. Uh, Donald Faison is also in that movie. Yes!
2: And uh, Stacey Dash, who was like 30 when she filmed that. <laughs> it,
1: yep, in the time honored Hollywood tradition. Of somebody way too old playing a teenager. Oh, of course. But she looks ridiculously young. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, it's not like she stands out at all. No. Uh, let's see. If you know the plot of Emma, you know the plot. Um... And, and it's a Amy Hickerling movie, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Dude. Direct, directed by a woman oh yeah directed and written
1: by a woman i I know it was written by a woman because i actually i think i did know that because i remember seeing a special where they talked about how they kept updating the script to keep it as current as possible with uh the slang terms which oddly then makes it immediately dated the minute oh yeah of course um, Alicia yeah. Silverstone. Yes, it is, is Amy.
0: It is confirmed. Amy Heckerling.
1: Yay! Yeah. Yay! Um, it's kind of Buffy esque in that she's sort of that Southern California privileged, a little bit dippy girl, and she's dippy sits, but well meaning. Oh, very well meaning. Um, she sets up her one teacher with another teacher, and then starts to think, "Aha! I'm a master of romance." <laughs> And so she picks out this new girl who's totally like a punk. She's like, oh, girl, we need to fix you. Makes her over, tries to tell her how to live her life. And uh, she the girl meets a boy, but that boy isn't good enough. So she's trying to introduce her to other boys. Meanwhile, she a new boy comes in. She's like, oh, he's perfect. <laughs> he's totally perfect. I'm going to set my cap for him. Turns out he's gay, and she's very slow up on the on the uptake on that one. <laughs> and her stepbrother, no relation. Both of them are helping with their father's campaign. Law, law firm. Law firm for the summer. And sparks start to fly there. But they're brother and sister, but they kind of like each other. Blah. And so in the, the plot of Emma... She eventually realizes that the one dude isn't right for her in the case of this version, because he's gay. And she's like, oh, but wait, I kind of like you. But then her girl starts to like him, and she thinks he likes her. But then it all turns out all right in the end. And everybody gets matched up appropriately. So it's actually a very delightful little little romance, because it's based Mm -hmm. on Jane Austen. But the reason you watch it, the clothes... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> also, the soundtrack
2: to this movie is stellar. Okay. It's it's mm. very wide-reaching. Mm-hmm. Um, it features Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Joel Sobiel right. and Radiohead. And, and, like, it's it's really broad. This is actually one CD that I bought when I was in high school. So,
1: so what do you like about this movie?
2: I think the the main character is redeeming to me. And that's really key. Like a lot of times that like, I don't, I don't know that it's not that she doesn't have far to go in her growth, but she's already good and well-meaning to start with. Yeah. And I, I kind of appreciate that. She's not, she yeah she's a very
1: likable character.
0: Yeah. And, and as I recall, uh, the script was very good overall. Like it was very good with portraying characters. They didn't feel like, your kind of standard teen comedy cardboard cutouts of stereotypes or anything like that—they they were fairly nuanced, you know, for the for the type of film
1: it was. So I think it was quite good. Brittany, also, Paul Rudd. Also, also, Paul Rudd and Brittany Murphy is adorable. I mean, mm-hmm. she she really is with her little curly hair and mm-hmm. oh, and she's so cute. <laughs> and Donald Faison is also pretty adorable also adorable yes i mean mostly yes. you're just you're caught by how young they all are and you're like oh my god well look in, at the- in the movie donald Faison actually spouts off
2: really eloquent lines mm-hmm. in a couple of spots and it it's very sort of contradictory to the rest of the slang and the language and the rest of the movie it really makes you pause and go oh good job thumbs up I like
1: you. <laughs> Listeners, if you aren't recognizing the name Donald Faison, that would be the other half of Scrubs that's not Zach Braff. Yes. The other half (laughs) of the greatest bromance ever told. (laughs) Donald Faison.
2: And actually, didn't, didn't he and Zach Braff just offer to cater... Gay, gay weddings, weddings yes. Yeah, in Indiana. Oh my yes, God, that's awesome. They totally awesome. did. <gasps> yeah. I didn't see that.
1: <laughs> yes, they totally did. Because i want to get gay married so in,
0: in <laughs> Indiana now, so I can. <laughs> I know, right? That'd be awesome.
1: <laughs> I'm not even homo. I'm not even homo. And I would get ma- gay married in Indiana just to have them g- cater yes. my wedding. Because they're adorable. And their little Twitter bromance is the cutest thing ever. <laughs> uh, I love it. So, what's next? I think uh, related. We'll go with ten things
2: I hate about you. Speaking of dead people, I know. <laughs> oh my god! That so was many was dead not, people. That, that wasn't where I was going <laughs> with it. I was, I was just thinking, uh, sort of, you know. Remakes wow! Of too old many stories, people
0: have but...
1: died. Hey, have
0: we? Have we hit Heath Ledger? Is that yes? It? Okay. Yes. Okay.
1: We Heath... have just now hit Heath Ledger, and it is, of course, a retelling of Taming of the Shrew. Yep. All right so uh i actually knew that one
0: i'm surprised so
1: Yay!
0: wasn't there also a a teen film in that same era that was an adaptation of dangerous liaisons
1: oh yeah um, yeah, there was
2: cruel uh, intentions cruel intentions yeah. that's the buffy one i was thinking with of. buffy okay.
1: ryan felipe yeah wow. okay wait did she marry ryan or freddie prince freddie prince who was married to ryan felipe uh, Reese Witherspoon. That's who was also
2: in Cruel Intentions.
1: Yes. Uh, boy, wow. That's yeah. I mean there was also
2: uh Oh Julius was in I o. saw o. that. Okay.
1: Um yeah, that was directed by a uh, short little dude uh who was in um How short are we talking? Uh he was also dang it, I'll just look it up. <laughs> uh, he was actually in Oh Brother Where Art Thou tim blake nelson Remakes thank you like tim blake that. nelson <laughs> i google faster than you <laughs> you do google faster than me i went to imdb bad bad windy bad bad windy all right um so 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 going back to 10 things i hate about you i th- was this the one where heath ledger kind of hit i feel like this movie is. i think where it was heath- between
0: this and the knight's Tale. that's when oh uh, yeah. yeah these yeah. are right around the same time
1: yeah so Please tell me about 10 Things I Hate About You, since I've never seen it. Okay, first off, Heath Ledger plays a character called Patrick Verona. <laughs> of course. Yes. And Julia Stiles plays a character called Cat mm-hmm. Stratford. Mmm.
2: Yes. So, the basic premise of the movie is that Cat uh, Stratford, played by Julia Stiles, mm-hmm. is, I think, a senior in high school, and her younger sister... Uh, whose name is Bianca. Mm-hmm. I, who plays her? It's another... Larissa Olenek? Yes. She's been in a couple of other teen movies. Um, she might have been on the Disney Channel for something. So, uh, younger sister wants to go to the prom, and father, sort of the overbearing, all-seeing type, won't let younger sister go unless older sister goes and finds a date because haha, ha, that's never going to happen because mm-hmm. younger sister... sister is
1: like a freshman to right. be fair she shouldn't be going to prom she's also sort of a gum chewing hair twirling cheerleader type okay very popular all the dudes kind of want her because she's that kind of girl
0: mm-hmm.
1: um her father is played by larry miller <laughs> and the me- the boy who most seriously wants the younger sister is joseph gordon levitt yes sweet so adorable. So, he's so young and adorable <laughs> mega adorable <laughs> ah and of course uh all right so also in this film is david Crumholtz, fan favorite <laughs> right um and Gabrielle Union, once again, is in this movie, rocking on. Allison Janney, yay! She plays the counselor. I love Allison Janney so much. So, here's poor Joseph Gordon-Levitt wants to date the girl. Okay, but you can't date me till my older sister gets a date. New kid comes to town from Australia? Yes. Because (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> because Heath Ledger hadn't lost his Well, accent. he comes back
2: He was, I think, part of their school system for a little while And then left under mysterious circumstances And there are all these rumors floating around about
0: how he was in jail And very ridiculous it's, it's, things So he went to Australia, became Mad Max, and came back
2: Pretty much, actually okay. Apparently he was taking care of his grandmother
1: Oh because he's a nice guy. Yes, but he like, looks. But you he, would never know because he plays the bad boy. Because okay. he looks all tough, right? Okay. So he's the Petruchio character, mm-hmm. right? So he shows up, and I forget how he suckers him into it. But basic, but Joseph Gordon-Levitt is like, you need to date her, and I'm going to suck you into it. And I don't remember how he does it. Is it a bet or? It might be a a bet. I forget. But he suckers him into that girl you need to you need to get her to go to the prom with you and there's it's never gonna happen and of course Julia Styles cat is all like again if you want to be a difficult female teenage girl right female teenage girl I don't know what that means <laughs> if you want to be a difficult team teen, teenage female you're artsy right. Because yeah. she likes underground bands and mm. performance art and, and everything,
2: has black lace underwear in her drawer, which is like like a key scene in there. Yeah, that that's they're true. Going
1: through her clothing, and so he finds out she's going to this alternative band thing that's very feminist, and he goes too. And she's like, "Really, you're here? What the hell?" So he's trying to suck up to her, and she's all like, "No," and it 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 basically follows the plot of the key key
2: scene in that is when uh there's a marching band practice and he gets on the pa system in the football field and sings can't take my eyes off of you with the marching band playing it in the background
1: (laughs) because he embarrassed her Yes. Uh-huh. that was it. He he embarrassed her, and she it was in public, and she was very embarrassed, and she was like, "Get away from me!" And he's like, "Well, the only thing that I can do to make this up to you is to embarrass myself just as publicly." Right. So he sings, "You're just too good to be true. <laughs> Can't take my eyes off of you." While running away from administrators. <laughs> On the football stands. <laughs> yeah, who we were trying to, like, get that mic back. What the hell? And he's like, no, no, leave me alone. I'm, I'm doing a thing. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> that song, of course, makes me giggle because it's tied to Drop Dead Gorgeous, which is where. <laughs>
0: Which is which is its Denise, own ball of worms.
1: <laughs> Denise Richards sang it. While yes, it is. yes. crucified oh, I have on a cross. Also seen that movie and that is fantastic. <laughs> that oh. is comedy gold. Yeah, she's dancing around with a Jesus puppet <laughs> on a cross. At, at some point,
0: we need to talk about Minnesota movies, and that oh, has to be like dead yes. center. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh my God, that movie cracked that. my shit up. I'm gonna write that down, dear <laughs> listeners, for future
0: reference.
1: So here's um so here's cat she's resisting patrick and she finally succeeds in pushing him away but they're both in the same english class yes and she like didn't in typical fashion that also is a trope in both this and she's all that uh, a person who is artistic is failing to be artistic enough and their teacher is pushing them to be more honest and so, and when they finally reveal them their true selves, that's when they blossom and succeed. So that happens in she's all that with a painting and it happens here in ten things I hate about you, they have to It's a, a poem yeah, like they have they're they're studying Shakespeare in English and she has to write a poem or something a son- something yeah, a sonnet a or something maybe. yeah, in the style of Shakespeare and the sonnet she writes is, Ten things I hate about you. These these are all the reasons why I should hate you and why I dislike you. Only the problem is I don't. I don't. <laughs> and she also gets choked up. And she gets choked up while she's reading it, and he's in the same class, and that's when he realizes that maybe she likes him too. <laughs> and then they get together and it's so happy. So it's
0: not as problematic as taming of the shrew. <laughs>
1: oh god, no. Not yeah, it solves a lot of the problems. Okay. However, the end scene
2: at the prom where uh, Andrew Keegan, who is also in like a dozen of these movies, um, who plays the jerk that wants to date the younger sister. Mm -hmm. That's right. Oh, yeah. He comes up and starts dancing with her or something. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt kind of shoves him back and maybe punches him very poorly. And then the guy... (laughs) like knocks his block off <laughs> yes and younger sister socks this guy in the face in defense poor joseph gordon lovett the suitor who was laying on the ground
1: because joseph gordon lovett <laughs> right because if somebody <laughs> yeah. hit joseph gordon lovett keynest... in front of me i would knock their block off too I exactly would. you yeah. do not touch that man <laughs> hands off bitches <laughs> It's fucking Joseph
2: Gordon-Levitt. Also, she wears a two-piece dress to the prom. That's is... right. It had
1: a little midriff going on, yeah. didn't it? Ooh.
2: It was very unheard of in 1999.
1: It's still a little bit unheard of. It's still a little weird. I think so. It's kind of slutty, but I'm slut shaming. But it's still you kind are slut shaming. Uh, how You're about you being judgy? I am... You're being judgy. I am being very judgy because bad fashion. All right. So what do we have next? Let's go with can't hardly wait. Can't hardly wait. Uh, if I've seen this it's been a long time so this one's up to
0: you.
2: Okay, let me search this to make sure I
0: we have, we have I a brief who'd... pause
1: as we look this movie up. Names our are IMDb's. Boop. IMDb is sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Product placement with Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh my god, yeah, that's great. And
2: right. Ethan Embry. And uh, Seth Green. Oh!
0: Hey! Oppa. And Seth Green is so attractive. There's a member of the cast that just says beer drinker. I would like to be a beer drinker in a movie. <laughs> on,
1: also, it's... you know who Ooh. else is in it? Donald Faison. Yes. Because <laughs> all of these movies are he fucking is. connected. He's the, the drummer in
2: uh, Loveburger, which is the <laughs> band. <laughs> Wow! Well, at the end, in the movie. Wow!
0: That. Apparently, this is the film debut of actor Jason Siegel.
2: Really? Huh? Oh. Yes, I did not know that.
0: So, dear listeners, while we're looking at IMDb and not entertaining you, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm reading about this multi-character teenage comedy. As is as if most other teenage comedies only have one character. Melissa Joan Hart is also in this.
2: <laughs> what? She plays the yearbook girl. Huh. wants everyone to sign her
1: yearbook. Okay, here's what IMDb says about this movie. It's high school graduation, and like all seniors, they want to party. So 500 high school seniors look forward to a party, while in the meantime, a boy wants to get a girl he's loved for years that just broke up with her boyfriend, and one head case that wants revenge on a lifelong bully. So the party comes, things develop people have sex, drink, and go along with most of the guidelines of a high school graduation party. It is the most vague IMDb description ever. There's a party, things happen like they do. I mean, seriously, that's the that's the recap. <laughs> things happen like they do. I
2: forgot about the, the revenge thing. Ah, I didn't forget about that. Ah. That's uh, Charlie Korsmo's beast right there. Okay, so what do you remember um, about this movie? So, the... Sort of the main premise of this is that Ethan Embry has had a big boner for Jennifer Love Hewitt's character forever and ever and ever.
1: Because boobs.
2: Right. And it's Jennifer Love Hewitt, right? She's petite and cute and tiny. And apparently very nice.
1: She's a very nice woman. Tiny with huge boobs. Yes. You can't help but notice the boobs. And she is dating
2: Peter Fasnelli throughout high school, who is the big jock douchebag. And they break up right before this party. And so Ethan Embry's character decides this is clearly his moment where he needs to tell her his feelings before he leaves on this summer writing camp before college, which is, of course, he leaves the next day. Of course. Mm -hmm. Because then if it goes badly, I can run away and pretend it never happened.
1: But if it goes (laughs) well, then you're spending the whole summer with blue balls. He has low expectations. Okay, yeah, that's good. Uh, So
2: that's sort of the the primary scenario. And I think also sort of number two that happens is that Seth Green, who plays the white kid hip-hop wannabe who wears goggles and saggy pants.
0: Oh, boy.
2: Yeah, uh, it's real bad. He also carries around... A backpack with a candle and condoms, because just in case. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He gets locked in a bathroom with Lauren Ambrose, who is uh, dressed like all in black. And she's very cynical. And they were childhood friends. And then they were not friends in high school. And then they magically get locked in the bathroom for this party. Pretty much the duration of the entire party. Mm -hmm. As so
1: often happens in teen movies, but nowhere else. Correct.
2: Uh, So that's the second part. And then the revenge plot is the third part uh, where they're planning to jump off the roof of this garage and take, you know, theoretical gay sex pictures of these jocks. Like in their underwear and everything else, because blackmail. I'm not sure
1: public humiliation. But the jocks aren't really gay, but Correct. they're gonna make it look like they're gay. Yes. Okay, so the revenge is, ha ha, we made you look gay. Yeah. Cause dated, right? Problematic. Mm. A little this is, problematic. This
0: is also this probably is... not as da- dated as we'd hope. 1998.
1: It would be. So does the main character get with Jennifer Love Hewitt? After,
2: you know, some hemming and hawing and, of course, some unfortunate situations where he decides to lay out his feelings for her and everyone at the party has found out that she is single and tries to hit on her and she blows him off. And he ends up in a parking lot of, like, a motel somewhere and there's a phone booth. Hi, dated. Dated. When's the last time you saw a phone booth with Jenna Elfman, who is a stripper who has just gotten off work and gives him some sage advice. And I think he's listening to Barry White on the radio or something, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and she gives him the pep talk to get back in the game. And I think, you know, he decides to like screw it and leave. And Jennifer Love Hewitt figures out that, you know, he's this nice guy that had really sincere feelings. They they meet up at the train station the next day. And, of course, you know, everything is great.
1: Mm -hmm. So wait, Jenna Jenna Elfman is like, you need to get back in there. And he says, and he leaves and doesn't do anything. Vaguely. (laughs) 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 That's kind of great, actually. Like, get back in there. You should call her. You should do something. (laughs) Nah.
2: Uh, yeah, I think he, he wanted, he asked her for some quarters so he could call into this radio station to play this song or whatever. I don't know that it turned out that re- that well for him, really.
1: <laughs> so they, yeah, because they met at the train station right. and, well, let me guess, smoochy, smoochy, but then leave. Right, right. I'm assuming that Seth Green and Lauren Ambrose had sex in the bathroom.
2: I don't think they actually had sex in the bathroom.
1: I think someone finally opens the door
2: and they're at least maybe halfway there. Okay. But then, you know, it sort of flashes to the next morning and they're at a diner together. So.
1: Oh, well, hey, I feel like that's a more promising start to a relationship. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Breakfast foods. Breakfast foods is how you totally get a relationship going.
0: That's totally true.
1: Okay, what's next? We have a selection on our menu tonight. <laughs> um, let's go with American Pie.
0: American Pie. i
1: yeah. American Pie. I so, never saw so, this movie, though, so I will sit here and drink. But okay, so I have
0: actually seen it, so American I can... American Pie. Yeah. The guy that wrote this
2: is from East Grand Rapids, which is uh, very close to where I grew up. Okay, I grew up in a suburb of Grand Rapids. I seem to remember it was also f- set. Yes, it's set yeah. in East Great Falls. Ah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. And
2: so, growing up, uh, East Grand Rapids was actually a rival, a football rival of my high school. Mm-hmm. They were really rich kids, and we were maybe kind of trailer trash from the wrong side of the tracks. Okay. You own it, girl. Yeah. We were like a, a nice, like middle class white suburb, but comparatively, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, and everything in that movie is straight out of Grand Rapids.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Absolutely. All of it. So if I want to know about your formative years, I should watch American Pie. Uh, yes.
0: (laughs) Was there, was there lacrosse? Huge at East Grand Rapids. Okay.
2: We didn't have the money for that at my school. Of course. Um, But no, it was actually really big there. Um, and the place that they all go to hang out, which is called Dog Years, mm-hmm. um, is based on maybe the greatest Coney Dog joint I have ever been to, which <laughs> awesome. is called Yester Dog. <laughs> it's been there for, I don't know, 40 or 50 years. Uh-huh. The people that are working there now, I think were still working there when I was in high school. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it is Al's Diner for the Twin Cities crowd of hot dogs. <laughs> Sweet. It, it really yes. is. Yes. It's
1: huge. That's so delightful. delightful. I didn't know that American Pie was sort of like, this is
2: my hometown Um, for you. Also, I worked at a blimpy in Mm -hmm. East Grand Rapids, which is like a kind of a Subway-style sandwich joint, Mm -hmm. when I was in college, and it was owned by the real-life Jim's dad. Huh. (laughs) So Jim is actually based on a friend of the writers in high school. Wow. And Jim, real-life Jim owns a blimpy in Caledonia, which is a suburb of Grand Rapids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so Jim's dad, whose whose name was actually Jim, Jim Sr., Mm -hmm. Had a signed cast poster in our Blimpy when I worked there in the early 2000s. So, <laughs> this
0: is a real thing. <laughs> That's <is> kind <laughs> of adorable. That's yeah. amazing.
1: Okay, talk about the movie now. I've never seen it. Yeah. It's kind of a
2: standard teen comedy with some like teen gross out moments in mm-hmm. it, also. And um it,
0: it's, it's mostly about losing virginity i mean that, that's like the driving yeah. force it's, it's like the, the, plot.
2: the dirtier yeah. of the teen comedies
1: yeah and i and i it's remember much it, more sex focused yes. not yes. romance focused even yes. i who have not seen it know that yeah and i think that was part of
0: it what made it kind of groundbreaking in that it it went full-on raunchy and that was something that we hadn't seen in teen films for, since like the early eighties. Well, yeah. I mean,
1: not since like, I mean, because there was, yeah, Porky's was exactly where I was going. There was a whole slew of teen things like in the late seventies, early eighties that were all about just, you know, getting laid as being horny teenagers, but that kind of dropped off for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I feel like teen comedies kind of go in this sort of, a like, cycle, maybe. Like,
0: and flow. Yeah. But parabolic wave. Mm. But I remember American Pie being kind of remarkable in that it had the raunchiness of those, like, early 80s comedies, but it also had some fairly well-developed characters. And it, um, once you get to the parts where you actually have teenagers having sex, it shows kind of how awkward it is and how it's like, oh, that's not what I thought it would be like. It is. And yeah, they're all yeah. very
2: awkward. Yeah. Um, sort it's... of mildly uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but in a realistic <laughs> yeah. kind of way.
0: Yeah, and it's not played for comedy, you know, that these are actually dramatic moments and it's like, oh, that's not...
2: That's mm. not actually yeah. that attractive.
0: Yeah. It's... Sex... Sex is a weird-ass thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the thing about sex is, I think we all... Know this, but forget it, and it gets glossed over in Hollywood. Oh yeah, that sex isn't good the first time. It's mm-hmm. not even good the first half dozen times. Sex is something you truly need to learn how to do, and only after you've learned how to do it, then it gets sort of magical and fun and and wonderful. Mm-hmm. But the first several times, it's sort of like, um, what? That, we're, <laughs> yeah. Well, that. Oh, well, that could. Um, that has promising really aspects maybe i don't feel good about myself right (laughs) now (laughs) and that's the thing about especially the first time you have sex this was a bad decision you sort of walk away feeling like all that effort for that why don't i feel better
0: (laughs) yeah and and i i think that was the the real stuff that made american pie really kind of remarkable because it went full toward it went th- there yeah it, it really went did. there and i think that's one of the first movies i've seen that wasn't like an art film from france that went into that territory
1: yeah, because generally sure. sex is portrayed as a magical experience yeah. the first time.
0: Ta da! I lost my virginity. You know, just
1: ta-da-da. There yeah. were no horns
0: blaring and <laughs> no, no, except perhaps at band movie. camp. I uh, uh,
2: that that joke yeah. became the bane of my existence as someone who played a very significant role in marching band all through high school. Were what you a flautist?
0: No. Okay. What
2: instrument did you play? Uh, I played bass clarinet i love you so awesome. much <laughs> I,
0: uh, uh, clarinetists unite yeah
2: yeah i i actually i started out playing clarinet and then there was too much competition mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and i oh it, like, seriously it's brutal clarinet section <laughs> so, is brutal so uh it is I,
2: fucking clarinetists man yeah, they're everywhere uh, i joined a section with 17 dudes and two other chicks and it was great <laughs> we made a lot of fart jokes yep. and, and that kind you, of that. You were a
1: very happy person there. I bet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those
2: those are my people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my people. Mm-hmm. That's good. I still actually those are some of the people that I stay in contact with from high school. So
1: good times, good times, y'all. Yeah. I never played an <laughs> instrument. I did flags. <laughs> of course I did. Of course Look at you your did. Face. There's a special
2: place for those people too. <laughs>
1: Okay, so have have
0: we said what we meant to say about American Pie?
1: I feel like we did. Okay. Let us, let us, we'll move on. Let us move move. ahead. Uh, Let's do Save the Last Dance because I want to talk about Hackers last. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair.
0: Okay, Save the Last Dance. Have you seen this? I have not. I have not.
1: Oh it's man! And it's a, leaving you. something. To me. Wait, and okay. here's what's weird: it's a movie about dancing that I haven't seen, and I know that's gonna freak regular that, listeners out.
0: I'm I'm freaking out a little bit right now. I yeah, got hives. I, I got I know. hives
1: because I will watch <laughs> any movie about dancing, no matter how sh- truly shitty it is. <laughs> if there's dance in it, I will watch it. <laughs> when my husband and I go to a movie theater and we see trailers, and they show you Step Up part seven <laughs> and my husband will lean over and go we're gonna watch that aren't we yep that's gonna happen i will watch all those <laughs> shitty movies True And yet, story and yet this I, has dance in the title and it's got yes. julia styles and it is highly regarded this is another one of the films that i will argue actually transcends its genre and that save the last dance got a lot of critical um mm-hmm. notice the year it came out So talk to us about this film. Uh,
2: So the basic premise is that Julia Stiles is a ballet dancer, and she is sort of a square Midwestern white girl who moves to the south side of Chicago, which is not a very nice neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Put it nicely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and she goes to this inner city school. And she, Wait, why does she end up there if she's a ballet white girl? Her mother has passed. Ah, so this and, is... and so there's traumatic teen guilt in that her mother was in a car on the way to her audition for Juilliard or something. Ooh. And Aww. got in a car accident. Ah, angst. Right. Yes. Because that's what teenagers need is more. And so she moves in with her father, who lives in Chicago, and is sort of vaguely a presence in her life. And so, you know, she goes to this school and ends up meeting this handsome African-American student, who is Sean Patrick Thomas. Who is also in
1: Can't Hardly Wait. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there's all these connections <laughs> in here, right? Ooh, and Carrie um, Washington's in it, too. Yes. She's so pretty. But there's not a whole
2: lot of other big names in that. I've not seen any. nope. Ah, uh, and he uh, is sort of a well-known hip hop dancer. Mm-hmm. And so not only is there sort of the racial tension in the movie, there's also okay. it's also the two dance styles, which is sort of interesting. Oh. and they end up teaching each other about, you know, sort of their respective dance backgrounds and interesting. In, at the end, in her sort of new audition, she uses a lot of hip hop dance and music mm-hmm. in in her ballet audition so it doesn't wrap up as nicely as a lot of the movies do
1: it cuts off at the end of the audition and that's it did she make it did she not make right. it is she going to stay with know. the boy or is she not we don't I know yep ah oh, man why can't you just give it to me in a nice package <laughs> but that wasn't the point the, the no.
0: point was her learning and yeah, her growth. Her and horizons. oh
1: white and... girl learns to appreciate yeah, maybe a little privileged. <laughs> Check your privilege. A lot
2: of the, the his friends don't accept her, which is sort of unusual from what you usually like. Kind well, of see yeah, normally people, you so. you
1: see it pr- from the perspective of the white privilege, right. which is why would you want to be with a black man? And instead, of course, it's much more about what are you doing going around with a white girl?
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. One who can't dance also. <laughs> right.
0: Because she doesn't
1: have hip-hop moves to start with. Okay, No. Uh, um, hmm. Yeah. Those are two dance styles that are fundamentally opposed <laughs> in how... It, let's just, leaving aside everything else, what you do with your hips. <laughs> yes. Seriously. However... When and
2: so going back in 10 Things I Hate About You, when she is table dancing to Notorious (laughs) B.I.G., she has all the moves in that movie. (laughs) Very famous scene in that one. So,
1: well, good for Julia Stiles for also then doing a good job with the ballet. Yeah, which it is seriously ballet, mm, very different. mm, Very different. I sucked at ballet. I believe we
0: can move on to hackers.
1: Hackers.
0: Yes. hackers. <laughs> have I you seen this? I have not seen are Hackers. Are you kidding me? I know. No, hackers should totally be in my wheelhouse because he have okay. dubious technology. Angelina, jo- this is Angelina <laughs> Add it to the jo- list. Oh, I know.
2: Hottest role ever. <laughs> She's ever. So... she is the sexiest person in this movie. <laughs> also short haircut just the whole nine yards i think everything she wears is also like latex or pleather and and who else is in it johnny lee miller johnny lee miller oh my god however uh matthew lillard is also in this movie and this is my favorite role of his Ah. ever 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 in history, really, <laughs> even more than In She's All That, way more, even more than Scream. Any, any movie, okay. But he plays the biggest goofball. Like he's he's super bright, and mm-hmm. you'd never know it because he doesn't really let that on until maybe three quarters of the way through the movie. Of course. But he's just, he's such a goober in this movie. I love it. I i absolutely love it.
0: So like most of my friends in high school.
2: Okay. Um, he says like nothing intelligent until he spouts off a Bible verse from Corinthians 1. <laughs> yeah. About being re- responsible. Right? And this guy does nothing but, you know, hang out and stay at other people's houses and you know, eat food out of other people's fridges. That was my college years.
1: He's theoretically in high school. I was a total mooch in in college, <laughs> <laughs> but he's in high school. Also appearing in this movie, Mark Anthony, the singer, yes. uh, Penjillet, also Penn appearing, Gillette plays
2: um, a and like an IT administrator who is terrible at his job. Mark Anthony plays. Uh, cop who's kind of a narc and he is doing his job busting hackers but he's not really into it and you actually see him at sort of a hacker themed rave Mm -hmm. partway through the movie really enjoying
1: himself (laughs) hacker rave also felicity huffman playing a lawyer oh yeah um so hackers Hackers is one of those great movies about, quote... Hacking? Quote, quote, technology. Uh, Where they, quote, quote, hack things. (laughs) And for anybody, and I'm not remotely, remotely any, any sort of deep computer user, but even I'm like... Yeah, that's not
0: how that works. That, that may be the main reason why I haven't seen it yet, because I know I just sit there with my head in my hands, possibly drinking heavily.
2: <laughs> well, but just, it, so it came out in 95. Yeah. And there's a lot of jargon that's really relevant 20 years ago. Right? So let's, let's take a minute and think so, about 20 years ago. <sighs> I remember ago, it well. You were using Netscape
1: <laughs> to surf the internet.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, I oh my God! yeah. And, chat and, rooms. Nets- and Netscape was preferred, right? Uh huh. And I mean,
2: you know, so it th- these laptops are like suitcases. Uh huh. They're
1: huge. Oh my right. God! Yeah, and oh, oh my goals, God, a gig, a gig would be no, unheard that wasn't of. Even... No, a gig right, was it wasn't... unthinkable back then. <laughs>
2: I have to I have to look up what the stats on the laptop owned by Angelina Jolie was because it's it's just so ridiculous. It's like oh, standards. it's got 800 megs of
1: RAM. No, it didn't <laughs> even have that. No, it, it was
0: <laughs> it was like it was like 512 or something like that. And she hacks that, the
1: you know. planet with that shit. <laughs>
0: sure. Well, you probably could back then because security was lame. Right. <laughs> okay. And so um, so well, Razor and blade have. Of the public
2: access channel tv show that mm-hmm. they sort of bootleg on that's right, right? It's all about like <laughs> hacking tips yeah right how to get free phone calls off of uh well,
1: that's phone freaking and that's totally different than hacking a telephone booth and you know sort of no, no, no. Phone, stuff like that. phone
0: freaking was totally part of that
1: oh no that wait crowd. it was yeah okay yeah Sorry. Oh, believe
0: me, I went to my share of 2600 meetups at the Mall of America.
1: <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> okay, so here I, here I am sitting at home on Saturday, and I start getting texts from Coli that say, Rachel Lee Cook is not a dork, even in sloppy clothes and glasses. <laughs> First off, she has good skin. Not a dork. Second off, she's really fucking skinny. And then... Because I got curious, I started I went to her Facebook feed.
2: Right, and so the last movie that I watched in my teen movie marathon was Hackers, mm-hmm. and which also has an amazing soundtrack. Yes. so very ridiculously good. I mean, you could you start with Massive Attack mm-hmm. and go from there, but. That that is one of the
0: legendary mid '90s yes. soundtracks,
2: and it even even the the sort of the part two soundtrack mm-hmm. was even excellent. But what was
0: it about '90s soundtracks? They were they really were good. they
1: were really fucking good. They yeah. really were. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's like Tarantino upped the game, and everybody followed. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and very whatever various genres they were working in. I
1: bought so many soundtracks yeah. in the late '90s. Yeah, so here I am on Facebook, and I see Coli post. Oh man, the soundtrack to Hackers. It's so ridiculously good. I need to listen to some Massive Attack right now. (laughs) Hack the planet! (laughs) Hackers was released 20 years ago. It's still so, so, so good. It is still so good.
0: So has it gained a lot in, in its
1: age? Has it gone retro? Or has it gone it... so far around that it's come back around? That's a good question. I don't know.
2: I mean, I, I think there's some sort of
1: cult value to it. Well, that's this is another one that lands in a different genre yes. because of the cult value. It. Right. Like everybody loves hackers for the cultiness of it. Yes. You are the one who recently rewatched it. You still clearly enjoyed it. Oh, absolutely. Now, was that nostalgia or was it like it still holds up? Maybe a little of both, I think.
2: Uh, there's, there's sort of the aspect that they're doing this sort of bad boy, naughty kid thing for a positive reason, right? You mm-hmm. know, they're, they're sort of making making the world a better place, but doing it in a very under the books kind of way. Yeah. And it's so cool. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Everything about this movie is so cool. I mean, so cool, dude. Cool. I thought these people were so cool when I was a kid. I wanted to be them. I, you know, I wanted to know people like
1: that. Well, and then you got your PhD in science. Yeah, and people are not cool. I mean, I don't <laughs> no.
2: know anybody like no. these people. I,
0: I, I can, I I can point attest. Out,
1: I don't know if this is our first PhD on the Podcast, but it is. But Coli does have her PhD, and I was there when she got it. I helped her drink to celebrate it. I'm a doctor, <laughs> Doctor Coli, Doctor Coli, Doctor She Coli. Yes,
2: not not just sort of the the premise, but. locations even in this right so there's like the cyber cafe kind of place (laughs) right and Johnny Lee Miller comes in in his rollerblades because it was
1: 1995 (laughs) in rollerblades
2: (laughs) business and he comes in and there are all these like ramps for him to come in on in rollerblades oh my god yeah New York City you know so I guess wherever would be cool to have that kind of thing it would be New York yeah, you know, and he's like playing these video games on a giant screen and everything.
0: Well, that's that part's true.
2: It's so cool. <laughs> right? It's so cool. I mean, when I was in high school, I hung out at like a really dingy coffee house every night, every night ever. I couldn't even drive, and I would just have people drive me and like drop me off there. <laughs> It was cool, but it was not cool like this, you know. It wasn't cool like that. No, no.
0: Seriously.
1: All right, we should wrap this episode we up. We should, we should.
0: Okay, so are there overarching themes or things that we want to close with? Are there ideas, thoughts? What draws us, well,
1: what draws you <laughs> to, <laughs> to these films? I miss, I miss the teen comedy. It do, They don't make them. I mean, and I yeah, they're proba- few and far between. They'll probably come back. I feel yeah. like it is, you know, a cyclical thing. They'll probably come back when somebody looks around and realizes, "Holy shit, we don't make these," and I bet mm-hmm. we can make money off of them because hey, teenagers like movies about themselves. Duh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, we we have the thing now where we have
0: the big teen. Franchise, the right. the dystopia franchises. I mean, yeah, but guys, it's not the same.
1: It's yeah, not the same at all. They're, they're not, not real, remotely realistic. Part no.
2: of what I think, at least I like about these is that you, to some degree, know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's a comfortable plot line. You know the characters in these movies, right? You probably went to high school with some of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and and looking back on it now. You can watch them, and it's kind of nostalgic to mm-hmm. watch them at this point. So it's it's the comfort level in the plot line that I think draws people in still. You're probably not going to spend a lot of time thinking about, you know, sort of deep concepts that you pick up out of these mm-hmm. movies. But it's something that you can watch multiple times, and you're
1: still going to like every time you watch it. Yeah, I mean, She's All That is... Still really enjoyable It really is Or, or even um Easy A mm-hmm. Easy A is one of the few more modern yeah. Teenage comedies mm-hmm. Look it's a subgenre of the romantic comedy Generally Because yeah. usually it's there's just... a romantic yeah. plot yeah. Yeah. But it's actually usually a lot more Enjoyable and entertaining Than the, the grown up version Maybe because of the high school shenanigans Maybe because It doesn't try to dress it up with weight or maturity
2: <laughs> like, I feel in, like even at least for the ones that we've discussed there's actually outside of american pie there's less awkward moments and mm-hmm. awkward humor involved in these than a lot of romantic comedies
1: yeah well there was a there were those sorts of awkward teen comedies that you got was super bad mm-hmm. right sure which was enjoyable and it was a teen comedy but it was a different style because it wasn't a romantic teen comedy right, right. often in these movies the hmm, the female is the lead because it's a romantic comedy what does that say about romantic comedies i have to think about that a little more hmm, i'll go back to that later so well, here you yeah. can just listen to our romantic <laughs>
0: comedy episode
1: well that was the romantic comedies for people who hate romantic that's comedies. true that's true that's <laughs> right true. very specifically i watch romantic comedies. I do. They're perfect for late night, no thinky movie watching. Yes. Come home from Derby, eat some food, throw on a movie that I don't care about too much. Mm-hmm. melissa comes home she watches like kura fucking sawa <laughs> your saw badass <laughs> yeah but my point is i can't do that i come home and i'm like i want something that doesn't ask too much from me
2: you just spend several hours thinking really hard you don't want to continue doing it. seriously
1: <laughs> derby takes all your brain cycles man <laughs> uh, so yeah i i think that the teen comedy does not get enough love um I think because it gets lumped into the romantic comedy and the romantic comedy as we know is really shit on kind of rightly so. Yeah, but it, it it's I think it's because
0: both romantic comedies and maybe a little bit of teen teen comedies are traditionally aimed towards women and in the entertainment industry because women are not that uh 18 to 34 white male demographic they tend to fall into the niche audience
1: well, mode. Yeah. And, well, it's, And it's, so that... It, it, and and which therefore... Came for, which came first, the chicken or the egg, sort of like uh, Hollywood doesn't value the demographic, and therefore yeah. because they don't value the de- demographic, they don't put a good plot on it, so the plots tend to be very cookie-cutter, very sterile. Yeah. Now, that said, I feel like at least these teen comedies, these are super enjoyable. Well, yeah. 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 Absolutely. 10 Things I Hate About You, super great. Clueless, super great. Hackers, I can't even handle that. All right, so this has been our episode on a very specific (laughs) sort of boop, late 90s teen comedies. Boop. That's right. Just right there. We're going to define it right there. Mm -hmm. Um, And and we have one more thing to do. Oh, we have to ask. We have to ask the questions we have to ask the questions, we have questions it is true how d- i have forgotten how silly it's been a while since we've had a guest to ask these questions of up with which we dare no longer put
0: that that was very <laughs> awkward of you i don't know what you said
1: <laughs> i phrased it so awkwardly okay. i loved it
0: we we have questions They're very easy questions. Yeah.
1: So we're going to ask Kate our listener questions. If you've not answered our listener questions, you should go on our website and answer our listener questions. You will find out from listening to Kate answer them that they're very easy to answer, and therefore you should answer them too and email us because we get lonely. We do. So lonely. (sighs) Spring in Minnesota is a very dreadful place. Mm We have a lot of brown. Seriously. So, okay. Question number one, Kate. Who are you? <laughs> That's so deep.
2: <laughs> well, I am a science writer by day. I'm a roller derby player by night. And uh, I also drive a Honda Fit.
1: <laughs> True fact! Ding, 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 ding. Yes. Honda Fit is the car of roller derby. It is. We should have a sponsorship. We sh- really should. Well, what was your name?
2: My name is uh, Kate, and I'm also She Coli.
1: There we go. And so, So,
2: another thing, um, I am actually just starting to contribute to a satire based scientific journal.
0: (laughs) Oh, sweet Jesus.
2: Yes. yes. Uh, I'm really excited about it. It just (gasps) got started. It's called Significance. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Uh, Which is a play on the fact that this really well known. Uh, psychology scientific journal just decided to drop articles that come with a, a p-value for significance. <laughs> uh, there's a whole argument for and against it. It's very ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just started writing for this, and I think I'm actually going to be going by the name Stronzo Bestiale, <laughs> <laughs> which in Italian means raging asshole. <laughs> and, uh, it's... <laughs> it's this joke that this guy who has published several articles in well-known scientific journals, they didn't get accepted right away and he had some arguments with his co-authors. So he added the name S. Richciale to his <laughs> articles as a fake co-author and they actually got published with that co-author wow. on them. Uh, and then several years later, the journals that published them had to edit the name because they figured out that it means "raging asshole" in Italian, and they published that in their actual like print and digital journals. Uh, so I think I'm gonna go by that name. I like it <laughs> for all the articles that I write. Yes,
1: seems appropriate. Coli, yes. she messages me when she's like. I've got something sort of nerdy and snarky. Who would appreciate this? You. Yes. I feel like you would get this. Yes, I'm here for all your nerdy and snarky needs. (laughs) The second question is, what do you do? But you've already answered that very well. Um, And as we know, one of the things you also do is play roller derby. Oh, and also remodel your fucking house. Her bathroom is gorgeous. You should see it. Are, are there a, are there waterfalls? There is. <laughs> There's, there's it's a little mini waterfall fountain thing right oh, she's awesome. got she's got one of those like cabinets with the glass bowl on top mm-hmm. and then the the faucet is really just a mini waterfall oh, oh oh you know oh, yeah oh. it's super pretty oh, okay. i did not feel up to peeing in her bathroom i felt very <laughs> overclassed also, I was like Nick i didn't dress for this we had to get the top of
2: the loin line toilet <laughs> Apparently, you can flush a whole bucket of golf balls down it.
1: Well, I'm glad he was concerned about that. Because nobody wants a toilet that clogs, really. Right. Yeah.
2: And it's it's got the, like,
1: self-closing, you know, seat lid on it. It does. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't notice that. Wow. I was at Koli's house last night, and... And when I went up to use the bathroom, I I felt very underdressed. <laughs> Her bathroom totally brought it and I did not. I was like, I don't I feel bad. I should not should I leave a tip? I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so the question thing you didn't open the shower.
2: <laughs> I, I washed my hair with baking soda. You'd have been like, what is wrong with these
1: people? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly be- they spent all of their money on the tile in here. It can't shampoo. be as bad as one set of roommates I <laughs> had where anytime we invited people over they would just take the dirty dishes cuz we didn't have a dishwasher and put them in the tub and close the curtain <laughs> oh, oh So if you're ever oh, at a party at their actually, house Actually I know people who would do that. If you're ever at a party at their house and you open the curtain you'd be like, "Look, pots and pans." <laughs> well then, it's just a giant sink. It, it really is just a di- I'm not going to judge.
2: <laughs> anyway,
1: okay, question number 3. Yeah. There's only four questions, okay. so you're halfway there. What is in your personal pleasure dome? So if in Xanadu Kublai Khan did decree a pleasure dome just for you, what would be in there?
2: It would be probably like some really, probably really hefty stouts, Mm. like maybe some 10 to 12 percent, you know, beers that are you're going to fall down after two and some Motown music. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I can do maybe 3 songs on karaoke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and two of
2: them are Motown.
0: Excellent.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which two are
2: they? Sugar pie. some Stevie Wonder? Oh yeah. Mm. Well, let, lots of Stevie Wonder. Um in the box tops. Mm. Uh, the Letter oh mm-hmm. that's one of the one of the few songs i know all the words to i can't <laughs> sing but i know all the words so i could karaoke it
1: you can that's karaoke with my husband who just discovered that stevie wonder is totally in his wheelhouse hey we we were karaokeing in austin all right last question question number four do you have a recommendation for our communal Pleasure Dome? Something that you have enjoyed recently. It can be anything. Um, it doesn't have to be movie-related. It could be on the internet. It could be movie. It could be food. It could be clothing. It could be something you saw at Target that made you giggle. Anything that you're like, you know what? This would make people happy.
2: Why, yes, actually. Woohoo! <laughs> Let me find this. So, I have a premium Spotify account. Ooh. And... Every time they have a they have like a throwback Thursday playlist. Mm. Mm. And it's not always sort of throwback, but a couple weeks ago they did one that was all acoustic covers of songs. And they did one that was an acoustic cover of uh, the rap song Whatever You Like by <laughs> TI. Wow. <laughs> And who's, who sings this? It's It was so good. It's so amazingly good. And, like, it's just super sexy. <laughs> it's, it's like a, a chick singer-songwriter, like, just her okay. guitar. And nice. It's really amazing. I am trying to find. Well, we can put it in the show notes, too. Yep. Yes.
0: yes, we could. Okay. Um, so
1: If you find it, you can send Anya it. Anya Marina.
0: Anya oh. Marina.
1: Yes. Okay. okay. I found that. We will find that. We will put Super. in the show notes for you listeners. Mm-hmm. Okay, Melissa, do you have a Pleasure Dome recommendation for this week? Oh, boy. Yes, I do.
0: Let's see if I can remember what it is. <laughs> Give me a moment. <laughs> Melissa's pulling out the cheekbones. What I have for you is a site called See Here Party. And uh, I'm going to, yes, seehereparty.com. See like you see out of your eyes and hear like you do with your ears. Party like you do. And um, so you go to the site and it says, see here, party. And you click the screen and then it says, see. And then you can type up to four things that you want to see. Like it could be parkour Megatron uh, <laughs> Diwali and tinfoil whatever <laughs> and then you you click again and then it goes here and then you type in either a keyword or the name of a band or the name of a song and then it says party and you click party and what it does is it takes the first four words that you put in and it grabs animated gifs off of jiffy. <laughs> And then it takes the 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 uh, band name or whatever whatever else you uh, pulled up for the here, and it grabs that from Spotify. and it makes a music video for you. <laughs> and I made the best music video <laughs> with um the faints uh, agenda suicide. And and the, the GIFs were literally Parkour, Diwali, um, Megatron And I can't remember what the fourth thing was But it was
1: awesome <laughs> Oh my god, this sounds fantastic you, you
0: can lose so much time yeah.
1: <laughs> You can lose so much time
0: Playing with this thing <laughs>
1: like something excellent to do with my work day <laughs> It truly does Alright, my yeah. Pleasure Dome recommendation uh, I'm going far afield And very local and specific But I was really Recently in Austin, Texas, and the Cargills took me to an excellent restaurant called Shay-Z. And OMFG, their, f- their fucking desserts are mm-hmm. off the chain. <laughs> Sweet Jesus, Mary Joseph. If you have any capability to ever get to Austin, Texas, get your ass to shea and eat. It doesn't even matter. I could tell you what I ate, but the reality is anything on their dessert menu, anything on their dessert menu is, You're even just reading it, you're like, I don't know if that should be legal. Like, <laughs> what? There was this um, chocolate cake that okay. then they poured cream and then liqueur on top of after they gave it to you. What I had the lemon rosemary cake and it was just as good. Fifteen hours later, after sitting in my car for twelve hours, it was amazing. And when we were in the middle of Iowa, that's when I staying ate it. Power. I was like, "Oh my god, this might this makes Iowa bearable." <laughs> what does that say? So Shay Z in Austin, Texas, that is totally in my pleasure dome. If ever I build a pleasure dome, I will make sure to import for all of you desserts from Shay Z because okay. I love you. There you go. All right. All right. Let's wrap this up. All right. This has been another episode of Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. We have been here with, obviously, me, Wendy, and Melissa. And our special guest star, Kate. And uh, thank you for joining us. And we will talk to you again next week. Yay. Woot. All right. Woot, woot. I need more wine. Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Thanks to Derby, I'm back in love (laughs) with my ass. My ass is my best feature. I love my ass.